welcome to the Inspiring Heights podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Kaiser, and I am delighted that you are here with us today. Our mission here at Inspiring Heights is to inspire you, our friends, to grow closer in your relationship with Jesus and to live inspired in your day-to-day life. We talk about all things faith, rhythmic living, and homemaking. Listen, we know you have a zillion podcasts that you could listen to, and we are honored that you chose to sit here with us today. With that, let's get right to it. A few months ago, I got to sit down with a couple of my favorite humans, Jamie and Janessa, to talk about friendship. Both of these women have been on the show before, and they are two of my lifelong friends. We talk about this in the show, but we were literally friends from the time we were babies until now, and it was so delightful to be able to sit down with both of them and reminisce and laugh and cry. We did both of those things (laughs) in this show, and we just got to talk about what friendship looks like, why it's important, how to heal when friendship goes sideways and what it means to be active and a part of one another's life. I am so excited to finally get to share this with you. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Jamie and Janessa. Thank you so much for being on the show. So this is both you guys have both been on the show. I'm super excited to have us all together. This has been like a dream of mine for a long time, but I'll let you introduce yourselves. Yeah. So I'm Jamie. And I am married and have two little ones and live on a farm and ranch with my husband and his family. Um, I'm a nurse. And what is your Instagram handle? Jamie Ortman underscore the mama coach. So yes, I'm also starting a new business with for nurse coaching consulting. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're having a baby, check it out. Yeah. Hit me up. (laughs) Or even if you have kids, you know, potty training, sleep training. All the things. All the things. <laughs> I'm Janessa. I'm single as a Pringle. And I am a high school music teacher in Wyoming. Yeah. So fun. And we are on like our annual girls trip, which is so fun. And we are just having, we're living our best life. So we have been friends since we were babies. We were all yes. born the yep. same year, and our moms all attended the same church, and yeah, we've just been like besties from the very beginning. On our annual girls trip, we love to like just have time to laugh and <laughs> reminisce about fun memories. Do you guys have any like funny things that you have to tell the world about? <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a funny memory, but also just like a fun memory to think about Jamie and Vanessa both went to small country schools and elementary school and when I think about our friendship like we were Sunday friends that like did things during the week outside of school and I don't know if that was that like made us better friends once you guys came to school in middle school and high school or what, but I think it was like a special privilege to see you guys when we got to see each other during the week because we didn't go to school together and spend the majority of our time together. And so I was thinking about that earlier, like our friendship was very different than like the traditional kid friendships because we didn't spend all of our time together at school. And so I think that was cool and kind of a fun thing for me. Because, like, you were my 
not at school friends. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It definitely was a big deal if we got to have sleepovers and it was like the highlight of the month, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. It was... And I did piano lessons at Jamie's house. So that was like cool for me to ride the bus out to Jamie's house and then got to ride back in with whoever was bringing us to town that day. And so like that was fun for me too. And and then you started piano lessons with our piano teacher later. Yeah. I think that was a fun bonding memory too. Like we all kind of play the piano still, but kind of a thing we did together too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember boy, there's there's a lot of funny, funny things that we mm-hmm. used to do. Do you remember how Jamie used to get in trouble for reading so much? Yeah. <laughs> like her and mom I, would literally take books away from her if she got in trouble. And I didn't understand it. <laughs> I just loved books so much. Yes. When I, by the time I was 13, my mom had to limit me to one book a week, like one chapter book a week because I would not do my chores or I would stay up too late. But yeah, I really loved reading a lot. <laughs> and now it's like crazy to think about. Like we would, I remember anytime we would drive from your house to town, like she would read in the very back of the suburban. <laughs> and <I> crochet. <laughs> yeah. Makes me want to hurl just thinking about it. I can barely look at my phone. <laughs> the other thing that I remember, speaking of riding to town with <laughs> the Harrington girls, they had a Shania Twain. <laughs> I don't know if it was a CD or it was a tape, wasn't it? Yes. In their car. And we didn't listen to Shania Twain. Like, we listened to KSLT. And, like, that's all that was on in the car unless we were with my dad. And sometimes the radio worked in his old pickup. But, like, it was always KSLT. And then I remember coming home singing Honey, I'm Home. And my mom was like, where did you learn that? And, like, second or third grade. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And I was like, oh, that's what we listened to with the Harrington girls in the car. And I thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever because (laughs) I knew, honey, I'm home. And, like, now that I listen to that song, I'm like, I can see why my mom was like, why are you singing that? So, not that it's a terrible song, but, like. Right. That's so funny that you say that. And you said, like, first or second grade. Yeah. My mom has a video of my sister and I singing, Honey, I'm Home, and I've had a hard day. As puppets, we had made paper bag puppets <laughs> as Shania Twain and George Strait. Oh. That was also another big, mm-hmm. you know, person in our house. And we were behind the recliner putting on a performance. And we were probably, I don't even think I was five. And so wow. we, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of going off on another whole thing, but Oh, yeah. George Strait, Reba McIntyre, Shania Twain. We we indoctrinated you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't that I had never heard them before, but, like, my first real memories of, like, memorizing a song because I heard it on the radio was, like, singing with you guys in the car on the way to or from your house. That's so and it was always Honey, I'm Home. I don't remember any of the other songs on that tape. <laughs> We did spend a lot of time in the car together because I lived out of town. Vanessa, you lived out of town. And yeah, anytime we got together, there was always lots of fun car trips. Do you guys remember how I used to like to have my back tickled? Yes. Oh, my word. Always. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We'd like play a game. I'd be like, you draw my back and I'll tell you what I'll guess what you're drawing. I'll guess what it is. (laughs) 
And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. You should draw it again. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then you liked, was it makeup brushes? I was going to say, oh, yeah. yeah. You just you rub carried. this on my, just <laughs> rub it on my cheek or on my back or on my arm. I like how it feels. And we're like, okay. And then we just like sit there and talk or do whatever. And somebody's like rubbing your back or brushing you. <laughs> and I remember being like, okay, well, is it my turn? Um, I think you need to go a little bit longer. <laughs> Just a little longer. Okay. I think you can be creative and figure something else out to draw on my back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Some things never change. Ben still rubs my back very often. That's that funny. leads me to growing up, I didn't love to clean my room or put my clothes away or anything. And Jamie and Vanessa are like the ultimate organizers and kind of have always been. And so like they would come to my house and Jamie would be like, we have to clean before we go to bed. Like we're picking up your room. And Vanessa's like, yeah, I can't sleep if there's anything touching the floor. And I'm like, really? Because I just, like, hop on my bed and go to sleep every night. And so, like, I always remember you guys being like, are you going to clean your room before we come over? <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and then I'm like, not if you guys do it when you get there. That was our fun activity of going to Vanessa's house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> cleaning her room. But then I remember going to Vanessa's house, because Jamie's room was always clean, and Vanessa would be like, did you put your clothes back in your bag or are they out on the floor? <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go to sleep if your clothes are on the floor. And I'm like, yes, I put them back. <laughs> and speaking about Vanessa's room, we have to talk about her Germex collection. Oh, yeah. That was also organized. Was it alphabetically or by color? I think it was alphabetically. Yeah, on the top of your file cabinet, it was all the mini little Germexes from did Bath you, Body Works. Yeah. What kind of organizer did you buy? Did you... I think they were just sitting there. Oh. They were just sitting there. Right? Was it later that you bought, like, a little thing that they went in? No. no. They always sat on, like, top of something, like some <laughs> piece of furniture. They were always, yeah, alphabetized. And when I, in college, we had to evacuate the town. And oh. the one thing I packed in my car was my Germex collection. Oh, my Do gosh. You still have it? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> you guys, do you know how many chemicals are in those little tiny bottles? Girl, I know. <sighs> I'm old now, and I'm like, duh. Think of all those nasty things so, I put in my body. <laughs> so funny. You were talking about things dropping online and, like, ordering them right away. Like, I think if that would have been oh, the yeah. time that we lived in, you would have been on Bath & Body Works, like, there's a new scent. It's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> and, like, order them. Oh, I, Yeah. I wasn't yeah, sure if you were, so yeah, maybe kept them, even though, yes, they're toxic, but maybe you resold them on the collector side. <laughs> no, during COVID, I thought about it. Like, we could have been rich, honey, yeah, if I would have yes. had my Germex collection. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to spend some time, like, just talking about friendship today. And well, we have literally been talking for, like, 24 hours. But I wanted to start by talking about why friendship is really important in this life that we are living. When you, you sent us this question, <laughs> it paused me, I guess, a little bit to like think about that. Like, you know, you could have like the quick answer of, oh, like you kind of need people. I mean, and that's, that is kind of it in the short, but we were built to, or made, created to have relationship. And I mean, you need it. Isolation is very scary and it's not a safe place. It's, you start, if you don't have those friendships to be not only a source of encouragement, but also a source of accountability, mm-hmm. then like the only voice that you are listening to is your own, which can become a skewed 
very quickly and easily, mm-hmm. especially if you're in a hard place or going through a hard circumstance or, yeah, just your own voice is not always, you know, the yeah. correct voice, especially in those times. So I actually, and I'm going to probably say it wrong now, but I, when I was coming to my sister's place on the way to coming here, they have a little plaque outside their door that said, a friend is God's way of saying you don't have to do it alone. It was way catchier and cuter, and I should have taken a picture of it because I immediately thought of, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about this. (laughs) But yeah, like God gave us friends and relationships because he knew we needed them. That's how he created us. And I think it's also a way of giving us a part of himself also. So we have maybe a comparison, Mm -hmm. even though he's like the greatest friend, right? But he maybe gives us little glimpses of that in our human friends as well. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, like we were wired and have the desire to feel known. You know, I come at it from a perspective of like friendships and family are the only relationships I have, you know, most people that way, but like not married and or dating or anything. So that's not a relationship that I'm in currently. And so like for me having close friends and like you guys who have known me my entire life, Jamie is 16 days older than me. And so like literally my entire life, (laughs) like having the peace of mind in knowing that someone knows me and knows me well enough for me to be like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but you are able to be like, well, I know how you function and I know how you think. And I know, you know, those different things to be that encouragement because the desire is to be known, you know, the encouragement of like, you are known fully by God, but also you are known by me and I love you and I know you, you know, I think that's a cool thing about friendships, especially when they're like ours or long lasting. Right. I was going to say that too. I mean, to add on to what you're saying of the long, the longevity of our friendship is, yeah, like exactly what you were saying, being known and having the type of friendship that we have for that length of time. Like we have all gotten mad at each other and one (laughs) form or the other, you know, on multiple occasions maybe, but we always like come back together. And yeah, we've seen each other in like the really hard like valleys and then we've also like gone through the mountains with each other like we've Mm -hmm. gone through so much and I think that's what makes our friendship so special Mm -hmm. and this we might chat a little bit more about this a little bit later on but yeah just having that the amount of time that we are together and Mm -hmm. it makes it easier to be friends like as adults because we've gone through all of that we have like the length of time we know each other so well in all of the things that yeah we can just like pick up right back where we started yeah (laughs) even if we're apart for a while and it's easier to confront different things where we're like I don't know if I agree with that like maybe let's chat about it and I mean this has happened for me several times where I think I'm like so I had this really good thought, you know, and we're like girls weekend. We talk about it. And by the end of the weekend, I'm like, I don't think my thought was as good as I thought it was <laughs> now, you know, 
throughout the weekend. Like, it wasn't like you guys were like, you're totally wrong. It was just like, let's think about it from a different perspective. Or, yeah, I've thought about that too. And the confrontation of that isn't really confrontation. It's just coming at it from an angle that you guys know me and I know you and we know how to have that conversation where it would have been different with other friends or acquaintances that I have, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the things too is like, I think there's a difference between a friend and acquaintance. And I think that so often in our culture and society, we just merge the two together. I think that even if you spend some bit of time with someone like at church or you know wherever like whatever circle that like life brings you together in even if you spend some repeated time with them you can still like remain at that acquaintance level if you don't make a pretty solid effort to move into the friendship area uh, where you start to like have conversations that go beyond like oh yes it's sunny outside and oh I get to go see my family this weekend I'm so excited you know like and I think that to Jamie, back to your point, I think that those, like, a mass number of acquaintances without, like, deep friendship can lead to isolation. And so I think even humans who are around a lot of people all the time can be very, very isolated. And I think friendship requires work and consistency and like uncomfortable things at times and sometimes in the like hustle of life it gets you have to like kind of stop and be intentional and go like yeah, I actually have to choose this over this like because I value like this friendship this thing mm-hmm. but I think it's so important what about when friendship gets hard like we've all kind of alluded to that like what about when Yeah, you go through a friend breakup, which is real, you know, like really hard when that happens. Or even if it isn't like a breakup breakup, but it's like seasons of life change, something happens that causes some like tension and like just never quite fully like recovers from that. Tell us about like what your experience has been in that, how you walked through it, what advice you'd have for someone who is walking through it or might walk through it. I think the cool thing about God that I think about is that he's going to provide people for you in every season of life that you're in. And I see that when I think back, like I, I've always had you two, but then like we move away for college and all of us are in different places. And I'm like, I'm never going to make friends like them, you know? And then, you know, I have new friends and they're, you know, some of them still now are like my closest friends. And then grad school, new friends. You know, my first teaching job, I had new friends. And in all of those areas, God has provided friendships. And like you said, maybe not necessarily a breakup, but like a drifting apart or you go from friends. And now I would consider them acquaintances because I don't know them on that level and where we're at. And I just think it's really cool that God knows and created that desire in us to have those friends and will provide them if we're diligent in seeking him and requesting of him and all of that and I think about when I moved to Wyoming I was so scared because I was like all of my friends are in Oklahoma and I'm never like I'm never gonna have friends like them and it's hard like that's a like that isolation that we just talked about is so hard but God provides in ways that you're like didn't see that happening but he also in my life because of like friendships like yours, I have that standard of like, yeah, we're not going to be friends like that. I can already tell 
you know, so you just learn to choose your people differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that saves you from having friend breakups as well. I guess I don't know the answer to like, how do you maneuver through a friend breakup? Because I don't know that I've had like a, we're friends and we're not. And I probably never going to talk to you again because we had this conversation. So Jamie, I don't know if you have an answer to that one either. I don't know if I have a great answer. (laughs) Yeah, I think there have definitely been the drifting apart friendships in different seasons of life that you go through. And a lot of it is like proximity. Like you become friends with this person because they're in the same group or the same Bible study or the same classes, you know, in college and whatnot as you. So there's, you know, there's been that. The closest thing I maybe have to a friend breakup is moving from one place to another in a lot of big life changes, like getting married, starting a new job, yeah, moving to a new place, all of that. And even the culture change that I was experiencing too, there I think there were some unmet expectations or maybe just like set expectations that maybe both of us even had of oh yeah, we'll for sure continue this friendship. You know, we, yes, she was a very, very close friend. Like we spent every day together. And when that, you know, we both thought, yes, we're going to chat every week or, you know, we had these expectations and then that didn't happen. And there was definitely some hurt there. And we kind of had chatted about it here and there, but there was still, you know, the comments. And then we never really got back to that deep, friendship that we have had and and it had been very deep like we did ministry together we spent like I said every day together and so that was a little bit difficult mm-hmm. when that ended you know it was it's it's seasons and yeah. as far as navigating it well I don't know like I said I don't know if I have a great answer for that I definitely had to kind of let some things go when it became maybe not, I don't want to say, oh, it wasn't good for me. So I had to let it go because friendship isn't all about self, right? But when it was becoming too, maybe like a give, give, or yeah, give, give, give kind of a relationship, we just had, we did have to kind of just say, you know, this, like we can still be friends, but it's not going to be the same. And we both have to be okay with that. And how we're acquaintances we chat here and there but it's yeah it's definitely not the same and there and there was hurt and I don't know if it was actually ever resolved resolved but we're just kind of going our different ways and say hey every once in a while yeah there was there was hurt there and there was like how do you navigate this and you know the unmet expectations like I said it was a season and like Janessa you said like God provides other friends as well. And I think that, you know, it was a friend I made in adulthood because we were doing ministry together, because we were spending so much time together. So proximity definitely played a big part in that. And so when that was taken away, it required more effort. And that was just at the stage in my life, that was something I could not give Mm -hmm. the amount that she was wanting. I think that seasons play a huge role. And I know like any time where I've moved away or like friends have moved away, it requires a really significant amount of work to like 
stay connected, especially like for us. But it's a little different because we have like such a large, thick like foundation and roots. But when you've been someone's friend for like a few years and they move or you move, like it becomes you're like, I have to really work at. And like, if it's you or if it's whoever is moving, they're like building their life back wherever they are now, right? Like in their church and in their community. And so there has to be this grace for like giving them the time and space that they like need to like to do that. I definitely like I've been through kind of like one major friend like breakup and it was very hard and it was really it like went on for a really long time and there was an attempt at reconciliation that I would say like led to like being acquaintances instead of like enemies. (laughs) Yeah, it just definitely never like healed the way that it was like originally. But I think that there's a couple of things like you kind of said. Like, you know, friendship isn't all about self and there's this like it needs to be healthy because if it isn't healthy, then like that can get yucky pretty quickly too. And so I've definitely also been in that place where like friends have been like manipulative or like controlling or like and that gets challenging as well. And so I think there is like in my mind is so much of it comes back to like communication, like hey, this hurt me when this happened. Can we have a conversation about it? And I don't know if any of us really thrive on hard conversations. <laughs> that's any of our strengths. None of us are eights in this circle. I go to eight and stress, so that's fine. When I get really mad, then I'll Just ask down. my husband. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if I was to give advice to someone who was like walking through a hard friendship season, that's what I would say. Is like you need to communicate and you need to be prayerful and like mindful of asking God to like lead the way and like discern where like is this a healthy season or not healthy. I would agree to the grace thing too. I mean, always be kind, right? right. Like it's even if someone has hurt you or it's not going the way you want it to go. You never know what someone is maybe going through that they're not telling you. Even if you have a, your friendship, you you know you think you tell each other everything. Sometimes there's just stuff that people have a hard time sharing, or it, they just don't feel it's the right time or whatnot. So you don't always maybe necessarily know that. And so, yeah, being able to give grace and and still be kind in mm-hmm. in all of that, and and going along with having those hard conversations, like, yes, and being able to do them lovingly, Mm -hmm. too, can, like, definitely make a big difference. And I, in some cases, like, the only way that you can have a loving conversation is with the Holy Spirit (laughs) within you. So the praying about it and giving it to the Lord beforehand, like, sometimes that's the quote-unquote only thing you can to make it go well on the flip side of friend breakups that's kind of hard to say it's like a tongue twister we've had this friendship for a really long time and you know like you said like we've seen each other in our highs and lows of our like life literally and we've all been mad at each other at different times and like struggled with different things what does it take and look like to like hold like fast to this friendship and keep it alive 
I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't remember the exact conversation that we had or where we were. We were probably FaceTiming or something in college, and we were like, we have to commit to getting together once a year. Like, I, I remember the conversation, but I don't remember if we were together at the time or if, it, if we were just talking about it. And I think all of us have made it a priority to do that because if we hadn't, I don't know that we would have tried. You know, we had the conversation. We said, like, can we commit to this? Can we? It's really only once a year that all three of us are together at the same time. Even though I was thinking about, like, our parents all still live in the same town. We should see each other more (laughs) often than we do. But, you know, ships passing in the night. But I think it was just that conversation of, like, we're important to each other. And that's a priority that we want to make. And it's changed as the two of you have gotten married and Jamie's have had kids. And it's changed. But I appreciate the fact that you guys have had that conversation with your spouses and said, like, hey, I really want to commit to this still because I think that's a huge part of why our friendship is the way it is. Yeah, I think, you know, the laying of the foundation, like you mentioned, the thick foundation we have, and that definitely plays a part. Not saying you can't have a deep friendship if you don't have that long foundation, but we have just, yeah, all the experiences, all of the the highs and lows, everything. And then, yeah, the committing to just we are going to do this. Thinking about this question also, sometimes we go weeks or months even without texting or chatting even, but we can just pick it right back up. And in my head, it's like you guys are just a part of my life. Like there's not like, even if we don't chat, like you're just there. And I know that and there's comfort in that. And it's just like, I don't know if I can even describe it well. Like it's yeah, you guys, I can't imagine life without you guys, even though we aren't, you know, everyday texting and whatnot. You guys are friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't know if that even answers the question correctly, but it's just, you've always, you've always been there and I can't picture you guys not ever, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's just, you're just a woven, we're just woven in and it's just like, that's just how it is and becoming adults and going through the different seasons of everything it it has changed I guess in how we definitely have to prioritize and make more of an effort and put more energy into continuing our friendship but I feel also at this stage when we've been friends for so long it's almost in some ways you know almost effortless too, because Mm -hmm. I know that I can just be like, Hey, like this is what I'm whatever doing, or we can chat about this. Or, I mean, we could even like just chat about the weather. And that's also still like comforting because like I was talking with them, like they're just a part of (laughs) me, you know? So it still does require effort. And I think that's why it also is so special to what we have, because at this point, 30 years, (laughs) it's become even maybe a little, we don't have to put as much effort in 
because of that. And I think something else, too, about 30-year-long friendships <laughs> that is cool is we have known each other's, like, dreams and desires forever. So, like, as we're, like, reaching those goals and it's so easy to, like, celebrate together and do those things together, like... You know, like you guys are getting married and like that's like the most exciting thing we've we've dreamt about this our entire lives and like being together for those moments and like not necessarily together together because I wasn't there when either of your children were born. But like knowing that like that has been your desire for the last 25 years and then it's happening. It's like kind of like my desires are, are fulfilled, too, because like I want for you to have everything that you've dreamt and desired and so like you make new friends and you don't know what their childhood was like and what they've always talked about and you know but like then it's we've talked about this for so long but then even in hard life moments like you guys know how hard it was for me and I know how hard it was for you because we grew up with that or we did you know so I think that makes it easier to stay connected because you know those people are going to be there yeah for sure yeah that's so true like I know your grandma just passed away and we were all together at her funeral and when I left and like we were driving home I was like there is something so special in having friends whose family becomes your family Mm -hmm. and that just doesn't in adulthood it's so it doesn't happen like that very often and so there's just something yeah there's just something so special about that and yeah that's kind of on a little bit of a funny note the family our friends family becoming our own family it's funny because I get these random texts from my aunts who live in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. I just saw Janessa and I went and said hi to her because she was at this sporting event that my kids were in and like, I yeah, I recognized her and so they, yeah, or seeing you like, oh, I saw Janessa at this coffee shop or downtown or, yeah, yes, I get texts. So funny. <laughs> my family, even my extended family, my aunts, uncles, cousins know you guys because yeah (laughs) yeah and on that note yeah i see jamie's family probably more than i see my own now and more than i do for sure because her cousins play in sporting events at my school and and this was just a funny conversation but i was sitting with some of the young men that i teach and we were playing the team that jamie's cousin plays on and they're like wow he's just so good and he's like the nicest human i've ever met and i'm like I remember when he was born. And they're like, you what? And I'm like, well, that's my best friend's cousin. And, and so they're like, this is so weird. But then it also leads to like, like I was saying earlier about being terrified to move to a new place because you're not going to know one, anyone. You're not going to have friends. Like your people are not there. And then you show up to a volleyball tournament or whatever. And you're like, I think I know that lady. And she like walks up to you and she's like, hey, and gives you a big hug. And you're like, I know people. And it's just <laughs> like, I don't know her on any kind of deep level, level other than I'm like, your picture was in Jamie's parents' house and I met you several times. And I know when your kids were born because it was one of those moments of excitement for us, you know. Yeah. And so then it's like, because of the deep friendships that I have, I have connections 
even if it's just a familiar face, you know, that like bring you some sort of comfort in a hard time or even like, you know, I got a flat tire in Sundance one time and I was like, I got to text Jamie. I wonder if her people are here, (laughs) you know, and then it didn't work out that I had to call them, but I knew like I, you know, probably had that connection somewhere, which is so cool, you know, and that kind of leads into my brother finally got married because (laughs) (laughs) we introduced him to Jamie's college roommate and, you know, the connections that you create because... Jamie knew Jarrett on some kind of level because she also grew up with him her entire life. It was like, oh, like maybe this would be a good idea, you know, and you just create like those deeper connections. And then it turns into like, now we're all friends. And, you know. Yeah. So sweet. I have a really funny story about your brothers. I remember. It's one of my favorite stories. You remember when we were learning about Newton's law of motion? An object in motion tends to stay in motion unless acted upon by an outside force. I don't know how many times I've heard you say that. <laughs> I remember when you were learning about that, you like said it and you said it so precisely. Like I pictured you with these like little it's- scientist glasses. Like, okay, this, yeah, whatever. I couldn't even say it perfectly like you do, but and again was- and again and again. Every every opportunity to say oh, that, my gosh, yes. Like you drive by a car and it. <laughs> slows down and you can see the people inside leaning forward and you're like did you know that an object in motion tends to stay in motion like every opportunity and we're like mm-hmm. yeah so when we were learning that i was yeah i was like just super obnoxious about it i have no idea why and we were driving to youth group one night with your brothers and they were like getting annoyed with me they were well. They were being kind, but they were probably annoyed with me. And so Gentry like fake slammed on the brakes, and Jarrett fake hit his head on the dash. And I was like, ah, an object in motion. <laughs> you remember that? I do now. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh. I you laughed for so so long. I don't, yeah. And Gentry and Jarrett were like, did she not? understand that I hit my hand on the dash. I didn't actually hit my head on the dash and I was like, it's fine. She thought it was funny. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Oh, yes, gosh. I remember that. That oh, was funny. That was so funny. I remember telling, hearing that story, being told at you again and again and again and seriously, you laughed so every hard time. every time. And I mean, of course, your laugh makes people laugh. So... Did we? I don't even know if you learned anything that night at youth group. Uh, I don't really remember. We much, learned that yeah. an object in motion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Goodness. Oh yeah, that is really funny. So this song comes on my Spotify all the time because I listen to Ben Rector like a lot, and he has a song called "Old Friends." And I don't know if you two have listened to it. I think I've showed it to you before, but yeah. Part of the words say, no one knows you like they know you, and no one probably ever will. You can grow up and make new ones, but the truth is there's nothing like old friends, because you can't make old friends. And every time it comes on, I'm like, that's Jamie and Vanessa. And I try to insert my newer friends into it, and I'm like, just doesn't work, you know? And so (laughs) I, obviously, I like music. And so, like, when I find songs like that that I can put with my people... It's always really cool to me. And so that's my song 
with you guys. It's old friends by Ben Rector. I do remember when you first sent that to, maybe you sent it in a group message or you at one point shared it with me or something. And I'm pretty sure I cried <laughs> the first time because yeah. it was just like, oh, so yes. sweet. Yeah. Like that's so true. And so like, it just makes me like so thankful for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Girl friends, thank you so much for being here. Uh, before we go, the last thing we always do is tell us about what's been inspiring you lately. So I know that on the other episode, we're talking. We talked about teaching and back to school and everything. But I think just right now, since we're recording this right before we go back to school, something that is inspiring me is being able to get back in my classroom and see my kids thriving. Because at the beginning of the year, most of the time, they're pretty excited to come back. And they just want to jump in and, like, be involved in everything. And so I think, like, as hard as it it is for teachers to be done with summer break, thinking about, like, the excitement that comes with the beginning of the year in the students um, is kind of inspiring me to be like, okay, we're getting ready. They're ready. I'm going to be ready. Like, get in the mindset. And so that's inspiring me to, you know, get my classroom ready. and But also, like take a minute because you only have two weeks. Um, so like most of the time I'm like, go, 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 go. We have to get ready. But thinking about that has been like, it's okay to take a breath. It's okay to go do this with your friends or it's okay to do these things. And so I guess that's inspiring you to, you know, me to take a minute. Yeah. That's cool. I think what is exciting to me right now, I just, in all that I am currently doing, I am taking courses right now to become a lactation consultant, which I was pretty excited about at the beginning of the summer, just because that has become a passion of mine. (laughs) And as I'm taking these courses, it's just getting me, yeah, so much more excited and I just am like eating it up, kind of nerding out a lot (laughs) on it. And so that is, that's not my only driving force for, you know, just pushing through and going forward, but it's very exciting. Learning new things is exciting. Learning new things that you could share with people to hopefully help them succeed is just kind of lighting a fire under me right now. So that's what's, yeah, inspiring me. Because it's super fun. I really love learning things, like new things. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Okay. Thanks, friends. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Friends, thank you so much for listening in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're so inclined, we would love for you to leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps potential new listeners to get a feel for the show before they even hit play. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Inspiring Heights. If you haven't already, you can sign up for our newsletter, Inspiration from the Moment, by visiting our website, inspiringheights.org, and hovering over the Contact Us link. If you have friends that aren't yet subscribers, please share the podcast with them if you think it's something that would be helpful and inspiring to them. 
Okay, friends, until next time, take a deep breath and be inspired where your feet are. Bye for now.